0: who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This episode of Entre Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM specifications, and more, all for free. And Sweet Process, focus on the work that matters. Document processes, procedures, and tasks all in one place so you can stay focused on growing your business. Bryn Young, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you
1: so much. It's exciting to be here.
0: (laughs) It's great to have you here. Uh, Bryn Young is the architect and founder of B Young Design, a residential design studio in San Diego, California. She has a background in architecture, interior design and entrepreneurship. Her path to business ownership was a little unconventional, starting her company at the age of 25. Wow, that's very early. That's, that's four years earlier than me, and I thought I started early. Um, she knew she was an entrepreneur from a very young age and had many businesses by the time she was in high school. Uh, Bryn has re- recently pushed to expand and evolve B Young Design into more than just a typical residential architecture firm, which is why she's here. We're going to talk about that a little bit. She's involved with her community and is on the board of directors of the La Jolla Historical Society. And she has launched a blog and a podcast called Design, Create, Inspire, which you should go subscribe to right now, uh, which is designed for entrepreneurs, thinkers, designers, and creatives, which is many of us listening to this show. So you should go listen and subscribe. Uh, And Brynn, I wanna talk about all of that stuff. I wanna get into, into the podcast. I wanna talk about the blog. I wanna talk about the firm. Before we get too deep into this episode, let's say thank you to our platform sponsors, RCAT and Sweet Process. I'm hearing it more and more among the Entrez Architect community. The workload is piling up. With project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. RCAT.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content. And it's designed so you can access it quickly and efficiently. Even better, rcat.com is free to use and requires no registration, no credit card, no email. So visit today at rcat.com and access the information you need now. That's rcat.com, A-R-C-A-T.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you frustrated with how long it takes to get stuff done in your architecture firm? Or how chaotic and confusing things seem to get? Well, let me tell you about a much better way of getting work done. Let me tell you about an amazing new tool that will help you overcome the frustrating log jams in your architecture firm. Sweet process. It's a simple yet powerful tool that lets you create clear step-by-step instructions for every task in your architecture firm, from writing proposals to executing client work to responding to client requests. So everything gets done more easily and more reliably. Plus you'll have a central place where everyone who works for you, your employees, your contractors, even virtual assistants can access your procedures anytime from any device. The best way to understand how Sweet Process streamlines your work is to start using it. The company offers a 14-day free trial, but listeners to this podcast, the Entree Architect Community, you can try Sweet Process for 28 days free. Free of charge, 28 days. You don't even have to enter a credit card to get started. Just visit SweetProcess.com slash entreearchitect to start your free 28-day trial. That's sweetprocess.com slash Entree And let them know that you heard about them at the Entree Architect podcast. sweetprocess.com slash Entree Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. So, when did you discover your passion for architecture, and who or what inspired you to become an architect?
1: So, I well, first off, I'm very excited to be here. I've been following you guys for a very long time, so it's an honor. <laughs> um,
0: Great, I, I love <laughs> thank
1: you. Uh, so, I was one of the people who, you know, at very young age was rearranging my room, and you know always involved with some sort of like building, but so my father was a contractor. And so I also was around going to sites all the time. He's a residential contractor in La Jolla. And so I was always immersed in that world. And we would even do nighttime walks in the evening and point out what houses we loved and what we loved about it. So it was just part of my life. I didn't really know much about what exactly an architect was. So early on, people would tell me, oh, you'd be a great interior designer. So from very early, I was, okay, I'm going to be an interior designer. I'm going to go to school for interior design. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have my own company. And I didn't really, uh, so I went off to undergrad for interior design and it wasn't until I did that where I realized architecture was really where my heart and soul was. So I got through interior design school and I did like it. It was actually a really good program up at Chico State and they were converting it over to interior architecture. So my main professor was an architect and there was a lot more focus on the built you know, systems and details and that sort of thing and sketching. So it was a really good transition into architecture, but even still that's where my heart was. So.
0: What, what was the inspiration for that? So you went, to art, you went for in, uh, interior mm-hmm. design and somewhere during school, you said, oh, that thing over there, architecture is where I want to go. What was the inspiration? You
1: know, I can't really totally pinpoint it on one thing. I did read The Fountainhead. <laughs> so I don't know if, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think any architect is, that's probably one of their early I don't know the books that they read that they're in in that and I loved that and you know just talking about the building and the soul of the building and I just resonated with that and even in um I think in my projects I started seeing it because I was even told you know you need to focus less on the building and more on that the, the the finishes and that sort of thing. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I, you know, I, I'm so, I am, I'm (laughs) not interested in that at (laughs) all. And uh, like my thesis I did for, it was interior design, but I designed a whole new, um, like kind of a utopian housing development type thing. And so I don't even, I think the interior design of it was probably one week of my whole thesis that actually focused on that. So (laughs) I, I knew that I wanted to head that direction. Plus uh having the professor who was an architect, it kind of made me realize what that was. And again, it's kind of weird yeah. because I grew up with construction and the term architect. But I, I guess I just, and I think there is, I'm cutting myself off. I was going to say, um, I guess I just didn't see, know exactly what that was or know of it as a possibility. Yeah. And I think now... 2020 stem is much more common in our mm-hmm. our school systems especially advocating it for women and girls but when i was a kid it it wasn't really talked about that much so i was always right. told interior designer interior designer and and never architect and then um my senior year of interior design i went Back down to San Diego because that's where I'm from, and I had the opportunity to meet with Tall Softy with uh, from Softy Rabina's Architects, and she showed me around their studio, and I was just like, "Yes, this is exactly what I want to do," <laughs> and I found, found it. it. And they did have an interior design side of their company, but she told me, she said, "If you love this, go get be an architect." I was like, "Okay, I'm doing it." From there on, I'm definitely. I'm going to be an architect. So I went down, I started working for my family's company, construction, which was really great because I started getting an idea of more details and the processes and uh, estimating, which has been really beneficial for me now. And we started working on some design build, which was really exciting and got me more familiar with working with clients and that sort of thing. So I did that for a couple of years. Then I went off to grad school and still in San Diego. So I still worked for my family's company. And um, in undergrad, I did get a degree in entrepreneurship and small business management, which is wonderful that they even offered that degree. <laughs> and because I did always yeah. know I wanted to go into business. So I, I, actually before i even went to grad school i actually found eric reinhold with 30 by 40 when he was originally writing yep. for house and i was saving all of his <laughs> all of his house <laughs> things on how to start your company and just all about yep. that and so i i was saving that at the side and then starting school and while i was in school i just i applied for my business license and I decided I'm just going to start cuz why not. And I do come from a family of entrepreneurs. My dad started his business, my grandpa started and ran his own pharmacy. My grandma was a big entrepreneur, so I did come from this mindset of you can do whatever you want to do and go for it. And yeah, and 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 uh just kind of taught from day one like take risks. There's no you, you won't be sad if you take a risk because the only thing you'll do is fail, try again. And and so I did come from that like resilience mindset, which was helpful because I said, well, I might as well just start it because what's the worst that if I don't get any clients or I don't, oh, well, then I just go off and I work for someone afterwards.
0: Um, so you started the started your company while you yeah, were in grad school? Yeah,
1: so I started, well, I... Yeah, so I started grad school in January of 2015, and I applied for my business license in October of 2015. So, a couple of years after that, I mean, a couple of months after that. And it uh, was just starting up my Instagram, just like starting little things just to kind of get it developed. And um, so, then the big question was once I'm done with grad school, do I just really go off on my own and go for it? Or do I go and work for someone? Well, I ended up um, getting pregnant with my daughter uh, right before I started my thesis year. And she was born in January of my thesis year. And I graduated in June. And it was probably the best Well, I mean, of course, the best thing that's ever happened to me, but also it forced me to really go off on my own because when I graduated, I thought, well, I could stay home with her. I could be working my own hours, which I did. I would work a lot of like late nights and I, 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 it allowed me the risk of not worrying about having to make a certain amount of money. I think when I first came out and and not just go instantly work for someone else. Because I think if I would have done that, it probably would have been harder to get out of that. So that was a really great thing that helped me kind of like push full force into it.
0: And what type of work did you do from the beginning?
1: So I, one of my first few projects was like kitchen kind of, kind of kitchen remodels where I probably could have done it, you know, it's, of more like interior design doing some finishes but then it would slowly expand to opening up some walls and then um and then actually one of my first bigger projects which was pretty exciting for having a bigger project was a two-story addition. and i always worked with you know licensed engineer and stuff and i know the licensed architects are going to you know, we, we don't like the interior designs that think they're architects, <laughs> but I was on the process. I was in the, you know, slowly getting there and, and getting the clients yeah. and working towards the architecture license while I was doing it, which is a long process. Um,
0: yeah. And you were doing it all yes, legally, all legally right? of course. Just, you were, yeah. Yeah. So you were, you were following the rules and doing what you needed to do and pursuing architectural license. Yeah. And, the whole thing.
1: And, and always being very upfront about what what stage of the process i was in and uh letting you know clients know that you know that was the process and yeah in california you don't need a license to do single-family residential two-story wood frame but even still i would always use a licensed engineer which was great which people i think do anyways even licensed architects usually do anyways i think mostly but Um, but it was just really good learning experience and it wasn't all wonderful. There was some hiccups along the way, but it were very good learning lessons and, and being right there to work with the clients directly from the beginning and being involved in each phase, even construction administration, it did require me to learn really quickly and, uh, yeah, learn through those, some mistakes and stuff, but it was, yeah very exciting
0: and now, and now you're yes, licensed now I am right? licensed you just recently
1: yeah got, after yeah, lots of right. thank you lots of uh it was yeah my my first exam I took when my daughter was 10 months old and so trying to get it all managed and and it hasn't been easy and so it was big weight off my shoulders to finally finally have that license
0: <laughs> yeah that's yes. a big deal yeah very big deal um, and so so what's happening now? You're, you're chugging along with your business. You're doing residential architecture. Um, how has it grown since you started?
1: Well, um, I got a really awesome project a couple years ago, right when ADUs were starting to hit the market, where it was basically right after they became legal. And I had a client asking me about it. They were very curious about it, more so because they wanted to design a art studio in their backyard and it was just a very i call it a unicorn project because they basically gave me free rein to to do what I wanted to do and and i attribute that to to them being artists because they they said you know we we understand that what you do is an art and and we value other people's work and so we want you to do this and it was going to be a music studio and a, a paint art studio so they wanted it to be, to, to reflect that. And so it was just an incredible project. And um, it ended up winning an AIA award last year. And that I think has elevated me kind of to the next step because as an ADU, it was, it was a new construction. It wasn't building off the existing house or anything like that, even though it's small, it's only 500 square feet, but it was kind of like a little sneak peek of what I'm in for. <laughs> so that was right. really yeah. exciting. And we just are finishing construction on that. So, uh, it was a long process cause it had to go through coastal commission, which was also great though, because it was a good learning process. Um, and so I feel like that's kind of pushing me to the next level. Now at the beginning of the pandemic, I did have a couple decent projects, but, and they were, I didn't really feel any of the effects of the pandemic right away. It was more so towards the end of, I'd say like April or May, when they, people started getting cold feet. I think like, well, this is more than what we expected. And so most of my clients that were in the design phase put their projects on hold. So at first it was, you know, I mean, everything in the world was a little scary. And now my projects were going on hold. But the quietness also kind of, I I appreciated it. I was finally taking a moment to sit down in the backyard and paint again with my daughter, who now is home with me, (laughs) and just do these things that I feel like you get caught in that rat race that you even though we do work in an art field we sometimes you know when you don't are you're not doing it for the enjoyment of the sketching or the painting um you just get kind of caught up in it and it's hard to to do things that maybe are passion projects because you do have these people who are relying on you like clients so the slowdown actually I really enjoyed. And it allowed me to work on some other things that I've had brewing in my mind and in my notes for honestly years. So I decided just to, to go for it. And, and so now that the, that clients are starting to come back, I'm like, wait, I'm really enjoying this side of my business it's not paying yeah well i know i'm like it's not paying the bills i do need these clients cuz those are the people that are paying me but i'm also really enjoying this so how can i try to try to meld it or or figure that all out and be able to do it all and uh so you know inspired by all you guys who do podcasts i've been following so many of the the architect podcast for a while and a bunch of business podcasts for a while. Uh, So I decided to start a podcast, as you mentioned earlier, called Design, Create, Inspire. And my push for that is I I don't mind talking. I have a harder time writing. So starting just a blog was harder for me to follow through with, with, uh, because in my notes on my phone, I have so many ideas of Different topics, and I'll write like a a little blurb about it. But I've I've never been great with my words <laughs> in terms of writing. So I figured, you know, I should just start a podcast, and and I can just get it out, and then it's easier to write the blog for me afterwards because the words are already out there. So I can I can just kind of talk, and then it, it comes more naturally. And deciding to start that was scary. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of fears that go into it. Like, well, why me? You know, like the, you know, the fear, fear of judgment or like, Oh, another person starting yeah. a podcast, you know, why <laughs> everyone's doing it and all these things. And, and so I kind of kept hesitating on it. And then this, I was talking to this girl and she goes, well, have you ever started or thought about starting a podcast? I'm like, yes, I have. And it was like the next day I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, and I've been really enjoying it. It's fun. I, I, I enjoy talking about, uh, so the podcast is not just for architects or just for interior designers. It's although most of my episodes so far seem to be going that way, but I kind of just, I want to inspire people who want to start a business who maybe are hesitant to how to even get moving on that or, um, even homeowners who like, what even is an architect? I've, I've had people say to me, like, what do you even, what do you even do? Like, why do you have to take so many exams? What is it? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, all these buildings that we spend 90% of our time in, an architect's part of that. So you want them to be safe and healthy. And, and so I wanted a podcast where I could almost um, send my clients to when they're like, Well, what is the design process? Oh, well, here go listen to (laughs) go listen to this or read this blog post. So it is for like I I have some episodes on architecture school and that sort of thing. So I don't want it to be too broad where I'm trying to you know cater to everybody, but I don't know. I'm kind of just doing whatever feels inspired, and I think teaching um, and getting the things that are in my brain out to other people has been inspiring and helpful to me. Yeah.
0: It sounds like you are building a personal brand through the block that, that you're pursuing the things that you enjoy, the things that you have expertise in and you can share Mm -hmm. with the world. And that, that includes, you know, um, design, it includes, uh, architecture, it includes entrepreneurism, Mm -hmm. business, all the things that make up Bryn Young, are the things that you talk about and share with mm-hmm. other people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's been really exciting and fun and, um, you know, kind of a slow start at first, but I think because I'm enjoying it, it's, it's easy to do.
0: Yeah. Are you seeing any results from it in any way? Like other than, you know, seeing downloads, is, is there any sort of direct uh, response from
1: Not it? so far really. Um, And I am, it's pretty early. I just started at the beginning of September. So there's probably only, I think I just came out with my sixth episode. So it's still pretty infant. But um, I have had a lot of, I have a couple posts on the ARE. And uh, back in May or April, I did a video on the ARE and uh, kind of the fear of failing and talking about failure with it. And that has had a lot of really amazing responses. Actually, just this morning, I got a direct message on Instagram from someone saying, hey, I know I've never met you, but I just wanted to let you know that I finally got the okay from CAB to take my exams and I didn't have anyone to share this with. And, you know, you, I watched your video. And so it's little things like that. I've received a lot of stuff. I even had one person tell me which, yeah, he, he said, I was taking the exam and I failed. And when I saw the fail on the screen, I thought of you. And, but it it, it made me, I know well, exactly. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> when people see fail, they think of me. <laughs> but he's like, I, I realized that it's okay, that it's, it's just, a, you know, I'll get through to the next one. And so those to me, I mean, Again, it's not like any of this has led to any revenue or anything, but it's it's little things like that where I'm like, good. I it's If I'm not explaining it or, or putting it out there or sharing my own experience with the ups and downs of this journey, then nobody else is benefiting from it. And it's also things that I wish I had when I was going through it all. So like I mentioned, finding Eric. In house and saving all of his things. And then I purchased his book when he came out with it. And like, that was so beneficial to me when I was going through the process. And there was still questions I had, even with all that information. And so if I can share that out there, and, and, and even with the exams, the very first ARE I took, I failed. And especially going through architecture school and you know, once you start the exams, you've already accomplished a lot. And in our field, we tend to be a little bit like perfectionists and stuff. So, so then seeing yeah. a fail, it's really difficult. It's like, well, what do you, what I is what am I doing with my life? Should I even be doing this? So I even Googled, <laughs> ARE fail, and, and like just that. And there was a couple of things on there, but not much. And so I wanted to share my experience. Like, you go and you fail. It's not a big deal because you're likely to fail at least one exam, if not multiple exams. So, just giving that normalcy for people is, yeah, kind of why I've wanted to do it all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Inspiring yeah. others. So, what's your future plans for Be Young Design and Design, Create, Inspire?
1: I have so many goals. <laughs> I'm a big goal person. So, um, I have big goals too. So let's say, let's
0: <laughs> let's let's pick a three-year okay. timeline. Where where is Bryn Young? So
1: Florida? I would love to grow my team for my actual company. So I've been a solopreneur for a long time. I had a, a independent contractor work for me, kind of on and off project by project basis. I would love to grow my team to. Um, so I, with uh, before I dive into that, I do want to say that. I love design. I love architecture, but I really love business, and I feel like not all architects love business, you know. So, and a lot.
0: I can relate. Yeah. To that. So,
1: so I actually feel okay <laughs> with letting go of maybe more of the design side of it, and I really enjoy that. So, I would love to. Ideally, I would love to have a team that of people who love to design and don't really care about the business or the marketing or anything like that. And, uh, you know, I can come in and I can do a, I had a, a an employer who would, he would do the quickest two second sketch and be like, I like this, do this. And then we would take it and we would turn that into something. I would love to do that. I'd love to come in and this is kind of my thought process for it. And then they kind of run with it. And then I can handle, um, expanding just you know kind of yeah, like what you do, like doing the podcasts and courses to to help people who are wanting to start businesses or uh, get into, yeah, running an architecture firm and all that sort of thing and and kind of being, I don't know above and and having other people help with the design and everything.
0: Yeah, you want to run the operations. Yeah. That's how Anne Marie, my wife, and my partner and I mm-hmm. do it. I I run the business side. She runs the design mm-hmm. side, and uh, and together we're the perfect mm-hmm. architect. So you need to find you need to find the design mm-hmm. side because you're you have a passion for the business side and the entrepreneur side, and which mm-hmm. is great because that's a, that's the position you want to be in because. Architects alike. Right. So it's easier to find an architect who, you, oh, you just yeah. want me to design? You don't want me to fo- focus on I know, on perfect. Business? No problem. <laughs> right? Yep. I know. So, so that'll be much easier to find. So you find somebody mm-hmm. like that and you team up with them and uh, and you build out, be young design and, and take mm-hmm. over the world. And so it gives you the opportunity to focus on your strengths and mm-hmm. your passions. And you find somebody who wants to focus on their strengths and their passions, which may be your, your, either your weaknesses or your, your, your things you're not interested in. And, uh, and you'll be really, really successful. It'll be, is a great opportunity for you. Thank you. Out. Yeah.
1: And, and that's so true is, um, learning how to delegate it and find the people that, that do have the strengths where, you know, to, to balance you because it's so impossible to have it all. It's, you cannot be able to be good at every single right. area. And so that's hard. It's something I've been wanting to do for a long time, but it's also hard because it's, one, hard to find that person. It's also, you know, sometimes hard to release that control. (laughs) So it's all a learning process. And I, I feel like I'm kind of at this 2020 has been a really weird year because of course there's been a lot of devastation and, and difficulty and anxiety and, and hardships. But in the beginning of this year, I kept saying, this is the year. This is going to be an incredible year, and then everything started happening. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe this isn't going to be the incredible <laughs> year. Maybe not. But at the same time, I now I do think it's been a pivotable pivot, pivotable year where it took like this 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 uh, disruption to, for me to be able to have the space to then pivot into what I have been wanting to do for a really long time, which has allowed me the opportunity to. Think of these different things and expand the business and start bringing in more people and so in a weird way it's taken this this hardship in order to create something great from it so i still even yeah. though you know i'm i'm respectful of everyone who's i know there's been so many businesses that have you know aren't in business anymore there's been a lot of death there's been a lot of difficulty um and so i'm i'm respectful of that. But at the same time, I do feel like this has still been like the year. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I think that, that if people look for it, there are tremendous opportunities before us as mm-hmm. architects, uh, because of the changes. And yes, I agree with you. There's, there's been lots of struggle mm-hmm. this year, um, and lots of emotion and lots of, uh, overwhelm, um, but there are also lots, we're going to look back and we're, many of us are going to say, oh, that's when everything changed mm-hmm. for me, right? Because you were forced to stop and look around uh, and see what's happening and make adjustments based on what's happening. Um, and and you'll look back and say, oh, that's when I had that, that time to think about my future and now I'm in that future. And so it's, it's, uh, it, it's an exciting yeah. time uh, because of the opportunity yeah, before I- us.
1: Completely agree, and and I think too. Um, one thing I have been doing is I've been I've been active on social media for for work and stuff, and I will go on Facebook like just for the small couple groups that I'm in um, for learning. And uh, there has been a ton of learning um, on my side and courses that I've been taking in education, which I've been loving. But I haven't really been uh, consuming social media much on uh, like. It's been too much and overwhelming, and I find even if I spend yes. five minutes doing that, I I am not in an inspired state anymore. So I have been consuming podcasts like crazy, which I like that you have the control over what you're listening to. Um, like I said, the yeah. Facebook groups, and so I think that's really important, especially during this time, is being very conscientious of what you're consuming, and and I think that's been really helpful for me too to be inspired by this year (laughs) rather than just, just sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I do the same thing. I avoid the things I Mm -hmm. can't control. And so I focus on the things I do have control over and be very, very intentional about what I allow Mm -hmm. into my mind. Um, Because you can allow a lot of really bad stuff to enter your mind and it will affect Mm -hmm. you. It will, it will put you in a place, both emotionally, psychologically. Um, It'll, it'll, puts you in a place in the future in a place mm-hmm. that you don't want. And to it be.
1: can happen quickly that's too. Right. And, and, and Very without quickly. your control, because if you're just scrolling mindlessly, those things are, are, are choosing you rather than you choosing that. So that's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and now we're learning through some of the, the recent uh, Netflix episodes that have been put on that, uh, about how a lot of this stuff is mm-hmm. designed to affect us in negative ways because it, forces us to continue Mm -hmm. to look at it, to continue to consume it, to continue to look for the next bad thing. Um, And if you just avoid it, if you, if you take control over what you allow uh, to influence you, you will be in a much Mm -hmm. better place. I agree. Very good advice, Bryn. Um, Let's, let's follow up final, our final question. Let's finish up with our final question. Uh, What's one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow?
1: Well, I have to say, and I know I use the word a, a, a lot because uh, it's it's even in my brand name, but I think inspire. I think however you can do that, uh, whether that's taking on being a mentor for an architecture student, whether it's putting inspiring content out there to, you know, counteract all the other stuff out there. Uh, I think, however, and and being a small firm architect too, you can do that really easily through maybe images that you do, or um, I don't know, just, I think inspiring is a really incredible thing and it can come back to you in a really positive way too, so.
0: Yeah, I agree, I agree. Her name is Bryn Young, B-R-Y-N, Young, her website. You can go check her out at beyoungdesign.com. That's the letter B, youngdesign.com. Uh, go check her out. Say that you saw her or heard. You didn't see her. <laughs> you, you heard her over at the podcast. Um, and then go sign up. Go so subscribe to the Design, Create, Inspire podcast. You can find that on any anywhere you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Click the little plus button and subscribe to design, create, inspire. It's also on the website at beyoungdesign.com up in the menu. Um, Bryn, this has been a really positive, uh, interesting conversation. Thank you. uh, You are inspiring. Uh, You have an inspiring story. Um, I love that you are intentionally inspiring others. So thank you. This has uh, been a really great conversation. Thanks for joining me today at Hunter Of course. Thank you so
1: much. I really appreciate it.
0: If you liked this episode of Entree Architect podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. Links to the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entree Architect is proud to be a partner with the largest, most engaged AEC multimedia network on the planet, Gable Media. We are curating thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-media.com. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership. We have ready to edit business resources, live monthly training for architects, a supportive architect community, and Simple Systems, our new business system program developed for you, small firm architects. It's all waiting for you right now at Entree Architect Academy membership. Come join me and hundreds of Entree Architect peers at EntreeArchitect.com slash join. That's EntreeArchitect.com slash join to enroll today. Be well, my friends, be healthy, happy, safe, and secure. Thank you for listening. Love, learn, and share what you know.